Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. Um, I was looking for my um my earbuds, but I did not locate them. Oh no, it's fine. Alrighty. Hello everyone and welcome back to another delightfully chaotic episode of Two Idiots with a Mic. <laughs> I have no witty comments today. I'm so tired. You're fine. Um, so the topic that I picked today, I've decided that there's going to be approximately three segments for this episode. Um, the last segment is kind of just, it's just kind of free talk. Uh, the first two actually have some structure to them. So for the first topic, I would like to propose a game. And this game is the Angels versus Devil storytelling game. Now, it's pretty simple. Um, the first person begins the story, starts off as a normal story, it can be as wacky as you want it to be, but, um, the, the angel, you know, they want this, their main character to have a good life, so everything's going well, everything's pretty nice, but then the devil takes over, and the devil makes the story bad. All the luck starts to change, and there's a bunch of misfortune in this story. And this is going to keep alternating a few times until we've decided that the story has concluded. Now, because there's only two of us, we would play the same roles every time. So I've decided that we should do a story one and a story two, where in the first one, I can start as the angel. And because you told me that you have, you seemingly at least, had some ideas of how to cause extreme dismay in <laughs> the story. Yeah. Um, you can be the devil first, and then in the second story, you can start as the angel, and I will be the devil. All right. So, I can I can do the evil part because, like, honestly, I don't know. I feel like you if, like so. I've read a lot of um, a series of unfortunate events, so I can be really okay. good at it. So we are going to begin. And I'm going to start off, like I said, as the angel. So we have this farmer works on a farm, works a bunch of long hours, but he's really good at his job and everyone really appreciates him. He goes to the market quite often, he has a lot of friends there, and everyone always gives him a little more money than he asks for. They give him a tip because they're all friends with him, they all really like him, and all of his merchandise is really good quality. Everyone really likes him. Well, one day when he was at the market, there was a lottery ticket on the ground that he, he saw someone drop. And he said, hey, sir, sir, you, you dropped your, your, your ticket. And the man didn't hear him. And he kept walking. So the farmer picked up the lottery ticket and he looked at it. And the numbers weren't scratched off yet. So he figured, you know what? I might as well. So when he went home that evening he was he was looking for a coin he found one and he started to scratch off the numbers well he looked and the winning numbers were on the side and they were two eight one nine so he starts to scratch there's a two he's like oh that's cool it's an eight he's like nice and then there's a one and he's like oh I'm only one number off. He's like, 
he, he looks back over and he's like, the numbers are 2819. Scratches again. And lo and behold, the last number is a nine. So he pauses for a minute and then he runs into the living room. He sees his wife, he sees his kids, and he says, kids, grab your stuff, let's go. And he runs over to the, to the location where he can go collect his money. It is your turn. And before he goes in to go claim the, the ticket, he decides that since he has so much money, he's going to sell everything he owns. All oh, his gosh. land, everything, including his house. And so he goes after he sells all of that, like it like somehow it's instantaneous instantaneously like happens. So just imagine instantly. Um <laughs> even though like totally would not be what happens, but you know. No, this yeah. is a fake story. <laughs> um so he then goes to ter- turn in the ticket, and the peep with his family, like his family's right behind him. They're so excited. They're re- ready to get like a lot of money. Like it's a lot, a lot of money, to my brain at least. Like I would imagine, like the ticket, like because did you say the exact number for the money? I did not. Okay, because I imagine like it'd be like a lot of money. So he <laughs> goes to claim it, and they tell him it's not a real ticket it's one of those prank tickets you know like the um like yeah this fake scratchers yeah he got one of those and and he in fact did not win any of that and now his entire family has nowhere to live and now they need to have a loan from somewhere i made it really dark and sad now. Alright, are you passing over the torch? Yeah. Well, so bad. With the money that he still had left, because he did just sell everything that he owned, um, he went to the broken down lumber mill, and he knew the man there, because he knew about everyone in the town, everyone bought stuff from him, and he said, hey, what happened? I didn't didn't see your uh, stand today. He said, well, I had some bad luck. I don't really want to talk about it, but um, I was looking for a job. And he said, well, what about the farm? And he said, again, I don't really want to talk about it. And he said, all right, well, luckily for you, we do have a position opening and you, you can work there if you start Monday. And it, it's about Saturday, I think. Yeah, I'd say it's a, it's a good Saturday. So, what would he do for that Sunday? So, he says, well, that works. Um, do you know of any good hotels around here? And he said, hotel? Why do you need a hotel? He said, I really don't want to talk about it, okay? I, I, I've told you a couple times. I, I don't it, It's a sore it. subject. Yeah, it's a sore subject. And he's like, all right, fine, fine, fair enough. Um, yeah, there's one, like, a couple miles from here. Um, do you need a ride over? And he said, actually, yeah, that'd be pretty nice. Um, my family's outside if, uh, you want to take them too. (laughs) And he was like, uh, sure. So they get to the hotel. It's nothing fancy. It's, It's a small little motel. And he, he actually knows the woman there. 
it's his uh, his friend from from school actually it was an old girlfriend of his and she's like well hello fancy meeting you here and his wife is like hmm this is a little i don't know if i like this so basically they they go up to their room and um actually really really nice in there so i'm trying to think trying to think um so when they get in there there's there's a couch that the kids are gonna sleep on and then there's a bed that the farmer and his wife are gonna sleep on but then he he looks out the window and he sees that man that had the fake lottery ticket walk by again now he's not exactly in the right frame of mind at the moment so what does he do he marches down there to give this man a piece of his mind because the man unknowingly or not just ruined his entire life pretty but, much but it wasn't even his fault he's a beautiful random man yeah well i told you he's not he's not exactly in the right frame of mind at the moment i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt it's just funny i just imagine this like like he's in overalls, right? Like when he goes yeah. to bed, he's still in his overalls, and he just has like the hat when he sleeps, and like a piece of wheat out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And I just imagine him like when he it's like stomping. He just you hear like clanging of bottles, <laughs> like a coal miner. And it's just like why? So he gets down there. He sees the man. He says, "Hey, you! You ruined my life with that ticket." Man's like, "Huh." What are you talking about? Well, the fireman gets over there and just starts beating this dude up. But with every punch, the man starts raining money. Money flinging out of pocket. Every punch, it's like a Mario game. He's yeah, like a mushroom. it's like a Mario game. He's just spawning money. So he's, he's confused and he's like, uh. So then he, he stops and the man's just like, oh, I'm in so much pain. And he slowly punches him again, more money appears. Oh, and he no. slowly punches him again, more money appears. <laughs> so he grabs the man, he hooks him up, he throws him in the janitor's closet, and he just starts punching him again, and then he shuts the door and locks it, and goes back to his room with a pile of money in his hands. Your oh turn. my god. <laughs> so, the farmer, with his rage of how his life's been ruined, and him not being in the right mind to space, he decides to do something very dark. <laughs> he decides that if he perhaps, you know, pay him back with violence, perhaps he can get the money that he's owed. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is really dark. And I'm laughing because it's so dark to my brain. <laughs> he, he, the farmer ties him to a chair and beats him with a bat. It's so dark, but I just imagine like, but like the thing is like he doesn't get any like bloody or nothing. He no, legit he looks just the same. Money. But every time you hit him, he just like ah, and then like money comes out. <laughs> like, like it's not violent at all. It's just funny thinking that you hit this guy and it's like a squeak, maybe like one of those plushies. Uh huh. Every time you hit him, it's like, <laughs> and it, like just money keeps. Oh boy. And I just imagine like, each time the farmer's like hitting him faster and faster, so it like keeps going like. Like, it's, it keeps going high-pitched, you know? <laughs> you have to wait for him to reinflate to punch <laughs> him again. <laughs> yeah, he gets him, like, a five-minute break, and it's, like, Baymax. He just slowly, it's like... <laughs> and if, like, he by accidentally, like, hits something sharp, you have to put tape over his wound. <laughs> or, 
You get, like, like, instead of getting, like, cash, you get, like, a couple coins instead. Yeah, when he's more damaged. Mm -hmm. Like, the value decreases each time he's more and more actually injured. Yeah. Oh, that's such, like, a weird... That would be, like, a good, like, anger product. It would. Like, imagine being paid. It's, like, one of those, like, destroy rooms where you get... You pay them, like, $5 or, or I don't even know how much, but you pay them, like, a certain amount of money and it's, like, they give you TVs and all kinds of stuff and you can break it with, like, weapons. Okay, that I'll t- pass the torch. Sorry. Oh, because I—that's all I had. I just wanted- you didn't make it bad, but it's still good. Okay, well, okay. He hit him with a bat. <laughs> I didn't. Want- he was already getting hit. Okay, it's it's fine. Okay, so well, he got kidnapped. He's tied to a chair and like blindfolded. I'm gonna break the rules a little bit. I'm gonna take this a dark way, but it, it's it's gonna it's gonna change. You'll see. I don't want to get. I don't know if I should be too dark. Cause I don't want people at home to be like concerned oh. about me. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to well, go like too too dark. The dude keeps getting beat up, and he's eventually like, "Please stop! I'll I will give you infinite money if you stop beating me up. I will eventually run out of money, but I will get you infinite money if you please, for the love of my sanity, stop beating me up." Well, the farmer punches him a couple more times and says, all right, I'm listening. And the man says, all right. And he's like reinflating. So he's just like, ooh, as as he's talking. And like, you're just hearing like one loud squeak where he's just like, like reinflating. So basically the man says, all right, but it requires you to untie me. Farmer's like, I don't know about that. And he raises his, his fist again. He's like, please, just look at my back. There's a set amount. And you have depleted that amount by a lot. <laughs> so the farmer turns him around. And he does, in fact, have like a little counter, like almost like a Polaroid. Like it has like a little, a little counter where he, he doesn't have much money left. He has like maybe... 50 bucks left on him because he got oh, no. a lot so there's just like a bunch of money scattered around in the room by the way like there's just like piles i just imagine like it's literally like um that one tv show with the duck the rich like i never watched it but it's like ducktales mm-hmm. like he just has like a swimming pool worth of money now like this hotel yeah. like if there was like a window for it it's like halfway filled mm-hmm. like the room's just filled the bed's completely covered in money <laughs> So basically, um, the farmer's like, okay, go ahead. They were inside. And the the poor guy, he's like old looking, by the way. He looks like one of those fancy men. Like, they have like those really long gray mustaches. Like, he kind of looks like, he kind of looks like a taller version of Jane's dad from Tarzan. I never watched that movie. (laughs) It's okay. So, basically, he listens to the guy. The guy says, you know, take me, take me here. Well, sneakily, while the farmer is gathering his money so it's less suspicious looking, if the janitor or one of the, like, cleaners, the room service people come, they they, they won't question it, right? Yeah. while his back is turned... God calls the police. Oh no. And 
what he does is that he the dude punches himself a little bit and that way he's out of money but he has to like injuries so the police will be like what have you done to this poor old man so the guy brings is like back to the the old dude and he's like all right infinite money let's go so the guy leads him around a little bit making it seem like he was going somewhere but the police come investigate and take the farmer away but little does the old man know <laughs> i don't I'm, I'm scared of what he's gonna do oh no the farmer knew all along <laughs> the oh, no. land <laughs> oh no and the old man is out of money by this point because he beat himself up the farmer runs from the police in handcuffs and grabs the old man and holds him hostage. And the police are like, sir, let go of the man. <laughs> this can be peaceful. This is still like This is still oh. the man who's like a country like pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. he's like <laughs> No, I'm not letting this guy go. I need my money. He ruined my life. And yes, he has an accent now. Yeah. So he ruined my life. The dude decides he knows how to get infinite money, even though, truth be told, he doesn't. So he kills the old man. This is oh. still the angel, by the way. He kills the old man. But there is no money. He figured he would get infinite money from this, but there was no money. Okay. The police begin to run after him. The farmer's confused. With what little time that he has, he grabs all of his money from the room somehow. Oh, a lot of money. He somehow gathered it all. He has like the Grinch like uh, backpack kind of thing. Yeah. So he grabs all the money and he leaves his family behind and runs off (laughs) with the lady that he used to know from school. (laughs) Oh no. And runs off into this city and starts a new life with a lot of money. The end. Technically, that's basically like, not to spoil that one TV show, You. You know, spoiler, but that's kind of like the basically the storyline for you. <laughs> I've never heard of it. But it it's cool. really good. He's like a stalker, but he's like he's I'm not gonna lie, he, he's pretty attractive. Oh. He's like a fictional, like, I don't know, man. Like, I know he's creepy and it's not okay. Like, I don't actually think it's attractive, but his voice is. And he has very like like, suave kind of, like, attitude, you know? Like, I don't know. There's something about him. Mm-hmm. And he's very detail-oriented, you know? Like, I can appreciate someone who's, like, sees the little things. Mm-hmm. I so, this next one, you are going to start as the angel, and I will be the devil. <laughs> oh, no. You may begin. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So, one time... There was a fox that lived in, like, a little small hole. It was, like, a little cave kind of thing. Imagine, like, a little groundhog kind of thing. It was, like, in the ground. 
And it wore a red bandana. It was, and it had boots for some reason. This is very, like, just random, okay? <laughs> and in the morning, it got up and it went on a walk into the woods. And it noticed that the house that was a forever known as abandoned had smoke pouring out of its chimney. Now, it's been abandoned for about 35 years. Rust is on the like the metal hinges, like it's completely abandoned. Yet all lights are off, but only the single smoke of the chimney is coming through the roof. And it confuses the fox because he walks down here every night and every afternoon, walking back and forth to his just daily, you know, getting food and hunting. But he finally saw that this house was awake for once in the like he's been here for a while yet now it's suddenly awake so he goes up to the front porch and sees that the door is slightly cracked a little bit open everything else is closed like everything else looks like it's been the same except the door and it's like a creaky door it's like slightly wind blowing like autumn like setting and I will give it to you now. Okay. <laughs> the fox slowly creeps inside, but it's very dimly lit. There is but one single candle. It's that atop a small wooden dresser in the very center of the room, but like way like towards the back. Well, there's a long, spi- uh, long spiral wooden staircase that also leads to the upstairs which is probably not a good idea to go up because they're really old and rickety and probably is a hazard to walk on but as the fox slowly creeps inside he notices that there are crumbs on the floor and he assumes it's his friend he figured his friend had gone inside and was messing with him. So he starts calling out his friend's name. There's no reply, but there is a slight breeze that passes through that startles him. So he keeps going inside. He notices a few purple sparkles in the air. He's thinking that's pretty weird because he's been here a long time. He's never seen purple sparkles before. So All of a sudden, he hears a loud, out, and he, he, his eyes are huge. He looks like a deer in the headlights, and he looks up at the stairs, and there is a largely tall wizard who says, out, again. Gandalf? Waves his, (laughs) brings his giant staff, and he notices something. Fox notices that there are two nicely organized bagels sitting atop the staff. And the wizard tosses the bagels at him and he says, I am none other than the bagel wizard. 
And when the wizard just starts hurling a bunch of humongous bagels at the poor fox, he's like scrambling to get away, but he ends up one bagel around his neck. It's stuck. And when he tries to eat the bagel to make it go away as he's leaving, it, it won't budge. It's like inedible. He's just stuck. And it is now your turn. Okay, so <laughs> that was really funny what I'm imagining. I just like I imagine he's just trying to eat like the bagel and he legit just can't. Like he's like uh-huh. a floaty. That's what it looks like around him. Like yep. you can barely see his head. He's like a dog in a cone. Mm-hmm. Um so while the fox is trying to run away and trying to get away from like the bagel being around his neck, he the wizard follows right after him and waves his bagel wand that he has which ha- like <laughs> it's legit like a breadstick okay <laughs> it's a breadstick but like imagine like it has like art on it of bagels okay. or like everything everything bagel seeds on it something like that imagine just spitting little everything bagel seeds at him i have i have a thing in my mind for the story and so <laughs> So the wizard waves his wand, and he lets out a spell. <laughs> it's everything whole bagel, and it's supposed to. He does that, and he like spends his like wand in a circle, and basically, this gigantic black hole appears. That's in the shape of a bagel, and. And it kind of like mesmerizes you, but it also sucks you in because it has like, it's like goes to space, right? Mm hmm. So the fox is like right close to it. It's like almost like a portal kind of thing. And like he gets, starts trying to grab onto anything he can, like the nearest rug. And like the wizard just like waves at him bye bye and like steps on his hands when he was trying to grab oh. on. And he goes flying into the portal and now he's in space. Oh. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> Okay. Well, the fox, now surrounded by a bunch of bagels in space, <laughs> um, he's freaking out a little bit because he can't really breathe very well in space because he's a fox and magically he doesn't implode under the intense pressure of space without a spacesuit and also it is very cold, but he's a fox. He's got so, the bagels. They're warm. Yeah, he's, he, the bagels are keeping him warm. And safe. It's it's the bagel is acting as a as a spacesuit. Yeah, they were toasted bagels. Yeah, they're toasted bagels. He was more the angry. Not crazy. He likes toasted bagels. Yeah, well, and cream cheese, but he didn't put them on there because he's just angry at him. Yeah, he, he thought he didn't deserve it. So the fox notices that there are a few bagel-related items in space that kind of look like planets, but they couldn't be because. They're bagel items. So he looks around and he notices that there's some egg, there's some seeds, but one thing in particular catches his eye. He notices butter. So he reaches out as far as he can, trying to scoot forward in space, and he grabs a hold of the butter and he lathers himself around his neck in butter and he slides the bagel off of his neck 
and he chants, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, but then he remembers he's in space, and he's kind of stuck in space. And now you can wrap the story up, because it is, we are 28 minutes in. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even realize how fast time went. Um, so, while he's in his own demise, he just, like, does the therapist, like, when you lay on the couch, that's, like, position, and starts just zoning out thinking into space of, like, all the choices he's ever made in his life. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts thinking, like, how can one be a wizard in bagels? How did he even, like, obtain it? And so he's in here for centuries. Like, he doesn't change for ages. Like, he, he's a very old, like, fox. So he is in there for, like, eternity. And one day, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to start saying random things, and hopefully it will undo this. So <laughs> he said, um, cream cheese, onion, and chives. And basically, it brought him back. Nice. <laughs> and then he took his revenge to find the wizard. Nice. That, that's the end. So, there's a segment that I missed. We ended up only doing one segment because this ended up being really long. Um, so, we can always try that again another time with a couple smaller topics because some of our episodes are bigger topics that last the whole time. Some of, our, some of them are smaller topics. So, I'll pair the game next time with a s- smaller topic. But thank you, everyone, for joining us in another episode of Two Idiots with a Mic. As always, we appreciate you listening. We always love that you're tuning in to our really, really weird episodes. Um, Thank you, everyone, for coming. Bye-bye.